0: in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You, and we're back for the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. And this week I have with me Wendy H. Jones. Wendy is an international best-selling, award-winning Scottish author. She writes crime books, humorous mysteries, young adult mysteries, children's picture books, and nonfiction books for writers. She is also president of the Scottish Association of Writers, a writing and marketing coach and host of the Writing and Marketing show podcast. So welcome Wendy. That was a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs>
1: It's Scottish, so it's difficult to say. Uh, we like to be, just think yourself, lucky, it was only Scottish Association of Writers and not something really Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> true enough, true enough.
0: So can you share some of your story and your path that's brought you here?
1: Well, I came to um, writing from a bit of an unusual uh, background because I was actually a nurse. most of my career. I joined the Navy at 18. I was in the Royal Navy. Then I left and I didn't think much to the pay in city Street. So I joined up again as an officer in the Army. Um, And I left after 17 years in the Army. So I had 23 years in total in the military. Um, Both as a major, a major Wendy H. Jones, because it's the first rank I get to keep to the day I die. The only person interested in my rank is the tax man, I must add. And a bunch of kids when you go visit schools, they're very impressed. Um, but I was also the head of pre-registration nurse education for the Army, Navy and Air Force um, in uh, Britain. So that was quite nice because I was working in academia and I got to do um, academic textbooks and I did a lot of talking. Obviously, I had to speak and do lectures and things like that. So. Um, it was, I got a start in writing and public speaking and everything there really. Then I left and I moved into academia, ended up as the, uh, uh I was head of education studies, uh, teacher and teachers. Then I ended up as a deputy de- director of a university faculty, at which point I got very, very ill. And I was extremely ill, um, to the point that I was registered disabled with my lungs. Um, I had a, a, a mystery, uh, illness that nobody could pin down, they didn't know what was wrong with me, but I was fine when I was sitting down. But the minute I stood up, my oxygen levels dropped below 50%, which isn't very good really, Mm because they're meant to be 99 or 100 really. So that wasn't so good. And they thought it was this, they thought it was that, they thought it was the other. Every time they found one thing, they found another, the usual story. But I ended up registered disabled. But the one thing I could do when I was sitting down was write. it's frankly boring sitting at home, retiring, taking early retirement, which I did. You think, oh, that's great. I love all this time on my hands. But when you haven't got not do much with the time. So I thought, oh, well, I'll write a book, which I did. And it went phenomenally well. I'm very good at marketing. Um, and I made sure I marketed the book from the minute the first word was written. And it did extremely well. And all the other books have done extremely well. So here we are, 17 books later. Uh, by the way, I'm not disabled anymore, but every mystery illness that I had with my lungs mysteriously left as well. So nobody knows what it was. Nobody knew why it was happening. But thankfully, I've been healed and I'm fine now. So that's good.
0: Well, I'm going to say it was the creativity you used that healed you.
1: <laughs> it was the creativity. That and a gluten-free diet, I think. Because mm. I was, they diagnosed celiac disease and put me on a gluten-free diet, and I think it was just causing all sorts of metabolic problems, you know. Yeah. And it, to be honest, the creativity helps as well; it really does because focusing your mind on something else really helps.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So then, what does healing with creativity mean to you?
1: Well, creativity. I mean, it's used in it is used in medicine creativity journaling writing is used in medicine and we have a a huge cancer center in Dundee it's one of the regional ones and they've got a house attached to it called Maggie's house and they run creative writing um, classes for people who are diagnosed with cancer because it can really help them deal with all the things that go around that um, but it can also help you to focus down. You can write about your cancer. People very often will write blogs. People that have never written anything in their life will write a blog if they get a life-affirming illness, if they get seriously ill, if they become disabled. They will start to write. I think it's natural. We want to tell stories. We are all natural sto- storytellers. We've been doing it since the cavemen we were do- sitting around fires and painting on the walls of caves. Yeah, we tell stories. It's how we deal with things. It's how we deal with our identity. It's how we deal with our um, emotions. It's all tied up in story. We, it's how we pass on our culture. It's all in story. We tell, I used to tell my nieces stories of, um, you know, when I was a child of, and things to do with Scotland. It's through myth, it's through songs or stories set to music. It's about culture. So it's just human nature to do it. And if you're ill, it's even more human nature to focus on that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of the reasons I teach healing with creativity, right? Because I I believe in it so much. And so do you think there's a driving force that inspires you? I do.
1: I I've always been a creative person. I've written since I was little. I wrote naughty fan fiction before fan fiction was a thing. You know, I got, t- my mother was a secretary and she wanted me to be a secretary. God rest her soul, she never succeeded in that. I became a nurse, but uh, she didn't mind, really. She didn't mind what I did as long as I was happy. But she gave me a typewriter when I was about seven. Most children get dolls. I got dolls as well, by the way, just in case you think I was hard, done by. But I got typewriter. <laughs> So I was writing stories when I was small. Uh, See, pencils, pencils are something that I would die for. I would go and buy a pencil with my, you know, they'd open drawers full of pencils in the stationery shop, you know, hundreds of pencils, you had to choose one. It was marvelous, you know, it was an experience. I've always, always written. And it's part of me, it's ingrained in my DNA. when I was in the services, I served all over the world. I never went to war, very strange. I just led their life a Riley, living in places like Hong Kong, Germany, Cyprus, Gibraltar, Israel, you know, it was marvellous. I had a great time and I travelled everywhere. Um, but I always wrote down what I was doing. So it's been part of me and reading. Reading and writing have been a part of me since I've been able to read and write. I learned to write when I was three. I'd read my way through the entire children's section of the library by the time I was 10 uh, and had moved on to adult books that was when adult books were better for children to read than they are now i wouldn't give many adult books to kids now but uh, I so it's all it's written in my DNA so it's a passion it always has been
0: yeah absolutely and I so understand that and, and the comment you made about uh, reading and writing right they yeah. they go hand in hand and I, I okay. think that is so true so yeah. true So, I know you talked about your health, but um, my question is Has there been a past pain that's informed your life purpose? And
1: I'm trying to think because I'm, to be honest, there are always highs and lows, aren't there? Mm -hmm. And no life just goes like this. It would be marvelous if it did, but it doesn't. You know, there are times it's like this, there are times it's like this, you know. Um, When I was ill with my health, my. I've always been a very active person and I travel the world, I've, I've done things, you know, and it, um, it has helped me to, you know, to be able to write and things. But I think I became a better writer because I stopped, because I was so ill and couldn't do what I always did. And I'm the sort of, per- I'm a person that's always on the go. I mean you probably realize this about me I'm never they always say if you if you want something done ask a busy person yeah because yeah. they'll get it done and I'm that sort of person I put my all into everything I was brought to a place where all that stopped and I felt I no longer had a purpose because my purpose was tied up in my job was tied up in what I was doing all my hours were taken up in that But when I was brought to a point where I had to stop and take stock of my life, that was when my writing really took wings and grew.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that that makes so much sense, right? And to see that positive in in what at the time probably felt like a a, a real negative, right?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. But you may not have become the writer you are if, if you hadn't had that. Screeching halt. I
1: have done Because what's yeah. the like life out of you? I was doing like 80 hour weeks. I was only being paid for 30, mm. or 37 or whatever we get paid for here. But I was doing 80 hour weeks. You know, I was lecturing, I was managing, I was doing all sorts. And I put my heart and soul into everything. Now I put my heart and soul into writing, which is marvelous.
0: hmm Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I'm going to assume, but maybe I shouldn't, that writing is your creative healing modality. But my question is, what is your favorite creative healing modality?
1: Um, again, it's writing, but it's also, I love doing adult coloring books and things. I mm-hmm. love sitting doing that sort of thing. And if I want to really settle and be peaceful and just let my brain um, relax and my body relax, I will sit and do some adult colouring with music in the background. Now, I'm a Christian, so I use Christian music, but I also use a lot of classical music. I love classical music. And music is a passion of mine as well. And I can't play a note, by the way. I used to sing, yeah? I used to sing, but I can't sing anymore because my lungs, I had to have inhalers that have ruined my vocal cords, but it doesn't matter. But um, I I can't play an instrument. But I love music, and I use music for writing as well. So music can set tone. If you want to relax, you can use classical music and it will, but it can also stir you. You know, the 1812 overture, you're not going to relax to the 1812 overture, are you? The minute those cannons get going, you're not relaxing. But you do that to help you write. You can do that to set mood. So music, if you're actually feeling low, music can help to build you up by listening to the right type of music. You know, and it can also help you, write. If you want to kill somebody, putting some something like Bat Out of Hell on is really going to get you in the mood.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask you, so when you're killing people...
1: Bat Out of Hell, there you go, you know. That sort of music. Meatloaf not... will
0: do it, okay. Yeah.
1: I do like Meatloaf, by the way, I do like Meatloaf. Um, <laughs> but if you wanted something more romantic, maybe something like a bit of Celine Dion or, you know, a bit of... Uh, Catherine Jenkins, or you know, they're more romantic type of things. Um, I, Rebecca Newman's another favourite of mine. So you can use it to set mood. So music, coloring, writing—it's all creative stuff.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: I have to say, I've got i have got a real tendency to get inside my own brain. You know, I love people, but I love my own company as well. And I can change my mood in a nanosecond. Yeah, I could be happy as a sandboy and then I'll think of something. And the next thing you think I'm having a terrible day. What, where did that come from? You're not having a terrible day. Why are you thinking about this? Put something else in your brain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so true, right? And just yeah. being able to shift your focus to, and when you are an overthinker, um, yeah, like myself, and, and it sounds like you are too, yeah. then, you know, we have to do that on purpose yeah absolutely on purpose yeah 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 so then what would you say is your greatest accomplishment to date because it sounds like you've had a lot so that's
1: a tough one um every time you you do something i mean i'm everything i've done i'm when i say i'm proud of it i'm not saying that in a bragging way but i'm glad i did it yeah Mm -hmm. And um, the fact I ended up as the head of pre-registration nurse education, I thought was amazing because I started out in the Royal Navy as a student nurse. When I finished in the military, I was running the student nurse training for the Navy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'd gone full circle. It felt like I'd completed the circle. Yeah. Which was good. Um, I think that my first book coming out was like, Whoa, how did I ever do this? How did I ever manage this? I could never think this. But then you'll do something else and you think, oh, this is the pinnacle of what's happened, you know. I'm the president of the Scottish Association of Writers and I have to say that is a real honor. Uh, It is such an honor and a privilege to represent Scottish writing and writers at that level. And I was honored beyond belief when they asked me if I would consider putting myself forward. When I discovered that I actually everybody agreed and that I was voted in, that was a real honour and to be able to do that was amazing because I really am passionate about Scottish writing and supporting Scottish writing and Scottish um, authors. Um, I also ran a crime festival, I was co-founder of a crime festival called Crime at the Castle which is crime writing and that was done in Um, Glam's Castle and Glam's Castle is near Dundee and just to put this into context, it's the childhood home of Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother and the Queen still visits there regularly. So, and I put on a, where people came from all over Scotland and it was amazing, it was an amazing, amazing festival and it hasn't happened again since for various reasons to do with the change of the staff and Covid and things, Um, but it was that sort of thing. So, It's difficult to say what is the pinnacle of your career, but I suppose the thing I am most passionate about and proud of being able to do is support Scottish writers. And I did say, this was quite exciting. I went down to the House of Lords to attend a meeting uh, and that was quite exciting because I never thought I'd ever, ever, ever in a month of Sundays, be in the House of Lords. (laughs) And that was to do with Scottish writing. So that was quite fun.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. See, and all the amazing things that you've done and what a, what an amazing life journey when you can't choose that one greatest accomplishment. That's an amazing life journey.
1: Yeah, it is. Every time I do something new, the thing is, I think I have the ability and I think this helps when we're talking about create, uh, creative healing. I have this ability to enjoy everything. Now, when I was really ill, I was really ill. I was in hospital for four and a half months out of six and I was really quite poorly. Yeah? I wasn't when I was lying in bed, I was fine lying in bed, but I couldn't do anything, you know. Um, but people kept saying, "Oh, well, Wendy, you're so cheerful. Why are you so cheerful? I said, well, the thing is I can either be ill and miserable or I can be ill and cheerful. Personally, I'd rather go for the ill and cheerful version. And every time they told me I had something else wrong with me, they'd go, oh, we found a hole in your heart. And I just burst out laughing and they go, why are you laughing? I went, yet another thing wrong. So they operated on that and I came back and they went, actually, we found three holes in your heart and it took us four hours to sort them out instead of 40 minutes like you were meant to be down there. And I laughed again and they went, why are you laughing? I said, listen, don't you think this is funny? every single time you do a test you find something else it's nothing to do with my original problem seriously it's funny and they're like this girl's nuts
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it's a really good way to look at things right because you can't change it and so you know yeah I, i i like that outlook i like like that a lot i like that
1: when they told me i had celiac disease i burst out laughing again they went do you know what it is i said yes i know what it is I said, I was told, I, I said, my cousin had it, like, donkeys years ago when you no, know, they didn't even know what it was. And all you got was free bread in a tin from the NHS. They said, it was awful then. I, he's had it all his life, so I've drawn up with it. I said, but also I used to teach this when I was teaching student nurses. So yeah, I know what it is. And they said, it's not bothering you. I said, well, it's not something I would choose, but it's what it is. And if I have it, hopefully I'll be well again. You know, it's something that makes you well doing a different diet. You've not gone, oh, you you know, you're going to die tomorrow. You've said you've got something where you need to change your diet. It's not the end of the world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And again, such a great way to look at it, because so many times when a bump in the road comes, it's the end of the world. And it's like, no, it's not, right? No, it's Mm -hmm. not. We have so much more to be. Yeah, that's and you're grateful that it wasn't something worse. Right? Oh,
1: precisely, Absolutely. It could have been anything. You know what I mean? But yes, I've got to eat a special diet. It doesn't matter. So
0: do a lot of other people in the world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and know? it's so much easier
0: now than it was. So it's much amazing.
1: easier. Especially yeah. if you're in Britain. Sorry, this has nothing to do with anything, but I'm going to For tell sure. you. In Britain, we get bread, pasta, breakfast cereal, pizza bases, um, flour, mm-hmm. crackers, bread rolls, all free on the NHS if you Oh because diabetes. it's
0: yeah because of the oh that's very nice.
1: You have to be diagnosed with celiac disease though.
0: Yeah yes but still yeah. here even with the diagnosis you have to pay for it but we do have it available which it didn't used to be right. Available. We can yeah. buy other
1: things you know we buy other things mm-hmm. but the basics you get.
0: Very nice. Yeah. In
1: Scotland in Scotland.
0: Yeah yeah So if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would that be?
1: Well, we won't take COVID into consideration, okay? Okay. (laughs) Scrap that. (laughs) Scrap COVID. because I don't think my work's going to change COVID in any way. I think I would like to change the fact that we're all fighting with each other. I would like to use... um, my creativity to help give people a purpose so that they didn't feel they had to go out and do desperate things, you know, or they didn't get into gangs or... I would really like to use writing as a way to channel young people's brains and thinking and the ways in which they express themselves so it doesn't come out in violent acts. And if we could do that, and give them a passion for reading and writing and taking things like that in, I think we could change the world.
0: Oh, I love that idea. I love that. And it's so true that when, when youth are given a a creative outlet that they can put their energy into the difference that makes, right? Yeah, Absolutely.
1: And even, I mean, people might be dyslexic or talk it, you don't have to physically, writing, everybody thinks it's with a pencil and pen or typing on a keyboard. You can speak it now into a dictaphone and it will magically appear as words on a page. Yeah. You know, speak it and do it that way. And I think we could turn people away from the choices, the choices and the paths they take before they get there.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. So... Um, what inspirational advice then would you give to someone who is struggling?
1: Struggling with life or?
0: Struggling with life, struggling with anything in particular.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say, speak to other people, find someone you can trust and speak to other people, but also do write it down. And I know I come back to that all the time, but journaling can help you clarify your thoughts Once you've written it down, sometimes it's cathartic. So once you've written it down, you've just got rid of it and you've freed it. Others, you can work through it through writing it down. Journaling is amazing, amazing. And if you can do that, it can help you clarify your thoughts. And it might be that, yes, I really do need to approach someone. Now, that sounds very simplistic. And I'm not saying if you've got something seriously going on, yeah, you need to seek expert help as well, yeah? I'm not saying do it instead of expert help because you do need to help other people. But if you can do that and channel things in that way, it can help. And a lot of people, if you go for um, psychiatric help or you go for anything like that, they will tell you to write things down because it does help you clarify your thoughts and think things through. And sometimes you will say, actually, I do feel like that, but it's because of X, Y, and Z. And I can deal with X and Y, but I need help with Z. So
0: that would be my advice. Oh, I love that one. I have a meditation and journaling class every morning. And journaling is, to me, so important, right? And Mm -hmm. has helped me so much through the years. And yeah, huge proponent of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it. So would you say you have an inspirational quote that sums up your life journey?
1: I, I mean, my, I, I always say to people, I say, I say yes to everything. And I seem to have gone through life saying yes. And it's taken me on extraordinary adventures. So When I I joined the Navy by accident, because my friend wanted to be a Wren, she never became a Wren in all fairness, which was women's Royal Naval Service, yeah. Um, Yeah. But I ended up joining as a nurse, because the person then said, would you like a leaflet? And I said, I don't want to join the Navy, I want to be a nurse. She said, oh, you can be a nurse in the Navy. I was only 14, so she gave me this leaflet, and I thought, all right then. So I found it in a drawer one day. I just said yes and took it. I've got found it in a drawer one day and I filled it in and sent it off. I didn't even tell my mother. And then eventually she said, "Oh, I said I've got to go for an interview in Gosport." She went, "Gosport? What for? Said, Gosport? By the way, just to let you know, Gosport's in Portsmouth, which is miles away. It's five hundred miles away from me. You know, it's not. It's not two miles up the road." So she probably said, "Where's Gosport to start with?" I said, "Oh, to join the navy as a nurse." Said, what? and so you know I said yes to taking the leaflet I've said yes to a lot of things and it's led me to extraordinary extraordinary places so I think my life quote is say yes and then work out how to do it and make the most of every single opportunity that comes along and live life to the full enjoy it make the most of it
0: yeah oh I I think that's so true and I think when we can step out of our fear or maybe step through our fear, because sometimes, you know, we need to feel the fear, but still do it anyway. So if we can just step through that fear and say yes, and it does, it opens up so many experiences in our life. So many experiences. Right. Yeah. 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 So is there anything else you'd like to add that we maybe didn't uh, discuss today? I know you have a free gift for our listeners. Um, you've doubled your coaching call, So a free 40 minute coaching call to the listeners. Um, so that's double what you normally offer. And um, is there anything else that you'd like to add as a final thought?
1: Well, it's just to say that, you know, if you are finding things difficult, writing or doing anything creative at all can help you with that. And don't struggle, join a group. You know, if, you, if there's something that you're interested in, join a group of, with that, you know, photography or writing or, you know, and explore it. Now, it might not be for you, but you've explored it. Try something else, a different creative outlet, because we are all different. Not everybody's going to be a writer. I mean, some people might go, oh, I could not do that, but I love photography or I love drawing or try it. If it doesn't work out, try something different try something different because you will come across a creative outlet that is absolutely 100% for you. I've got a friend that took up ballet and she's a uh, a pensioner. (laughs) She's doing ballet for senior citizens or something. I think that's amazing.
0: Just because she enjoys it.
1: Yeah, just because she enjoys it. She'd never done ballet in her life and she thought, I'm going to give it a go. She'd always wanted to do it. She did it
0: and good for her. She loves it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Yeah. so great. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Uh, I just, I think you have so much wisdom, and I'm so glad that I have you in my life, and that I found you, because I just think
1: you're (laughs) you're, you're great.
0: (laughs) You you share your wisdom, which I really appreciate, so I'm going to encourage our listeners to uh, contact you. We'll put the link Uh, underneath and uh, so yes just thank you so much for being here and to to our listeners we will see you next week and in the meantime I wish for you amazingly creative days do you know about the courses and programs that we offer at creative view meditation and journaling in our morning calm program step into your authentic self is a program to help you heal from past traumas and start believing in yourself so you can be your healthiest, happiest you. We even have a Healing with Creativity monthly membership where you get healing projects twice a month, plus so much more. Keep watch as we're always adding more classes and programs. Plus we offer free challenges, access to summits and retreats as we love sharing. Click below to see what we have happening now.